I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Truth Fairies Podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our very biased and unqualified opinions on real life situations. From reality TV, relationships, and parenting, we'll cover it all. So So let's let's get started. All right. Wow. What? We don't usually record at 9 a.m. It is the feels like the crack of dawn. It is the crack of dawn. <laughs> this is the earliest we've ever recorded. We've never seen daylight before. <laughs> it's like 11. <laughs> Ouch. Are you okay? I'm fine. Um, yeah, okay. there have been Saturday mornings that I've literally still been asleep at this time. Yeah. Not you. Not me. You're an early riser. I've actually been up for quite a while today. Why? Well, because I'm trying to catch my dog. What? My dog is a digger. Oh. She's a digger. Oh, my hell. Did I tell you about no. what I did about shocking my daughter? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Let me... I'm going to circle back okay. to that. Okay. Um, so, my dog is a digger. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she's literally dug four, like, relatively large holes in my backyard. Oh. And so, I've tried, you know, we've tried to teach her not to, but she's not having it. So, I bought... A shock collar. Okay. And it has like a, it has a buzzer on it. It has a vibrating thing yeah. that, you know, and then it has an actual shocker. Okay. Um, you know, so I wanted, we're going to start small, but yeah. if I have to shock her, I'm going to have to shock her ass to get her to quit digging you holes in the yard. Do what you got to do. She's dug up two sprinklers. Oh, I mean, shoot. you know. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I put the collar on her today. And then I put her in the yard, and I was just waiting. I was just waiting because I got to catch her in the act. Right. So that I can sh- just— So she can relate it to the yeah. activity. Um, but she just—she well, wouldn't do it. So I went up for hours watching her, waiting for her to dig. <laughs> Hasn't happened. Oh, no. Um, but last week when I got the shock collar, um, I was putting it together, and you there it has on the back of it— it it's goes, you know, a little collar around their neck, and then there's these two little prongs that you screw into the back of it. Okay. So that it kind of will penetrate, like, through the fur into, so it touches their skin. Yeah. Well, I had not put the prongs on it. So, in my mind, yeah. you couldn't shock because there were there was not the metal prongs on it. Yeah. Apparently, I was wrong. <laughs> oh, no. And Lainey, Lainey and I were looking at it and figuring things out on it because there's a remote and all these things. Anyway, I... <laughs> I went to hit the the buzzer button, and I apparently hit the shock button, and and it shocked her. Oh my god! And it was turned up like all the way, and she was like, Ugh! "Oh no!" Scared, scared her. Oh. I think it scared her. I mean, it does give you a little jolt. Yeah. But I was mother of the year. Now I'm going to have CPS, Colin. Shock collared your She's daughter. fine, but and it was totally an accident. Um, <laughs> but so we're to the wise out there. Do not, just because the prongs aren't in doesn't mean it is not live. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my okay. story. That's funny. You still Shocked. haven't caught the dog no, in the act. No, that's my plan, plan for the rest of the day. Nice. To go sit home and <laughs> wait for her to... <laughs> wait. Could you, like, plant, like, like a, a lure or something to attract her to dig? Like, put a bone under there? No, nope, because it's not a bone she's looking for. What's she, she just looking for? She just wants to dig. Sprinkler head. Huh. And she just wants to dig. Okay. What happened is when they did when they put in our landscaping in the backyard, they did a really poor job. Oh. And so there's this whole patch that the sprinklers like go over and don't hit, so it's really dry. And for some reason, she just will not leave that alone. Hmm. So now I just gotta catch her. 
Got to catch her. Catch her in the act. Huh. Give her a little shocky shock. Maybe she'll dig up some, like, forensic evidence of a, a murder. Of a murder. Mm-hmm. I hope, because that at least would explain the digging. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. good. Well, what's tickling your fancy this week? What, what are you is, doing? Um, what is tickling my fancy this week? And I don't know if I showed you this, but I bought a vanity okay. for Lainey. Did I show you this? No. Really, really cute vanity. I bought it on Overstock. So she she can do her James Charles makeup? (laughs) Yes, yes. Because she has become a woman of routine, and she has a nightly routine. Face wash, masks, creams, lotions. She's 10, by the way. She is 10. I love this. So she has a morning routine and an evening routine. Oh, my gosh. She's better than me. Oh, yeah. She's better than everybody. (laughs) But she, in the morning... Um, she starts this process that lasts a significant amount of time. <laughs> and the boys are like, we really need to get in that bathroom. Oh, right. So I bought this vanity. It's a, It has three light adjustments. It has doors on this, like next to the mirror on the top, like shelves. Yeah. And then there's the tabletop and then there's drawers below it. And then the, the mirror slides and then there's like, you know, like a bathroom cupboard. So then yeah. there's like hidden shelves behind it. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Wow. Came in the, in the they delivered it yesterday. So, um, so yeah. it's like the bathroom has gone to her room. It is like all, the toilet. all but the sink. Yeah. Um, but I think she can, it's handy. yeah. And she can put her curling irons and hair dryers yeah. and all of her potions, etc. cetera. Oh, my gosh. She's so, like, my 10-year-old, actually, my 15-year-old can't even curl her own hair. (laughs) They don't, my 15-year-old's really good at, like, the facial products and stuff like that, but no. Well, we, I bought Lainey one of those little curler things, too, that, that you just put the hair in it and it wraps it and curls it on its own. Is it the one, the one piece that goes around? Oh, uh -uh. Okay, so I got one. It was from, like, a company called Kitsch, Mm -hmm. and it's basically a big silk rod Mm-hmm. And you just put it around the front of your head, and then you wrap all your hair around these two pieces. I just got it for Bright, like, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. She used it. Beautiful. Wow. And you can sleep in it because it's, like, soft and squishy, and it's only two pieces. It's not going around your whole head. Nice. Can you picture what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It just goes on the side of your face. Like these headphones. Uh-huh. Yeah. But nice. it's, like, long and soft, and you sleep in it. Beautiful curls. Okay, I'm going to have to try it. No heat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So that's what's tickling me. Nice. Besides that, your hair curler, what's tickling you? Um, I watched, I've had a little time to watch TV. Oh, good. Since the kids are back in school. Mm-hmm. Hall of frickin' Luya. And I watched The Most Hated Man on the Internet. Ew, Have you seen it yet? I haven't. I don't know if I can. You can. You can. It's not like, it's this guy, and that happened in the kind of early, mid-2000s. And I'm like, I think I remember this. This is kind of when I was birthing my babies and Mm -hmm. all that. And social media wasn't huge yet. But I'm like, oh, this sounds really familiar. This website is anyoneup.com. And this guy, Taylor, I can't remember his name right now. Piece of crap. Yeah. And, like, he's just so cocky and just so jerky. But the whole thing is, like, a mom whose daughter got posted on mm-hmm. this website and who got hacked. Like, she wasn't sending her nudes to anyone. Her, like, email got hacked. Mm-hmm. Anyway, goes on this crusade to get him shut down. And it's like, this mom is such a badass, and I love her. 
Wow. So it's good. And then there's some twists and turns that make you restore your faith in humanity. So Okay, good. Okay, maybe I can try it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, ooh, I don't know. Yeah. It opened up an interesting dialogue with my daughter. Oh, good. I'm like, don't you send nudes to anyone because you don't know where those are going to show up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You don't know. No. And And I I gave her the whole, plus you're 15, so that's child porn. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah. I have threatened my children. I mean, not threatened them, but I've told them that same thing. I'm like, you don't realize, but you, somebody sends you like, you know, how dirtbag kids are. Um, they get a picture and then they mass send it out to people to mm-hmm. humiliate other people. I'm like, that's pornography. That's like, you can be in trouble for that. You can be in big trouble for that. Yeah. It's child so, pornography. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can't, yeah. don't do that. That's what don't I need to do. Shoot. That. that hadn't even occurred to her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm like, plus you, you're sending it to your boyfriend or whoever, who you trust and who you love or whatever. But the minute you break up, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Yep. But that was the whole thing of this documentary that this guy was like, well, they shouldn't have taken the pictures. And so many women were like, well, they shouldn't take the pictures to begin with. But, but they also shouldn't be exploited. Exactly. How about that? Exactly. Most hated man. And sending them to someone you trust isn't giving permission to be posted on the Internet. Right. And what happened with a lot of them was that they were in just on their computers and they got hacked. Like they had taken them for themselves or mm-hmm. you know, like progress pictures or whatever it was. Yeah. And this one girl's phone was empty on space, so she emailed them to herself mm-hmm. and just had them like in her own little email folder and, that, and they got hacked. So that's how they got the guy was the hacking. Yikes. But, that's so sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Don't take off your clothes. Just stay dressed. Stay dressed. At all, all times. All the time. All the be, time. Be in never nude and all your problems will be solved. There you go. Yeah. And goodbye. And that is our TED Talk for the week. <laughs> stay dressed. Okay. America. What do you have for the weird and wacky world? We don't have a sound effect. It's so <laughs> sad. <laughs> I have to get one. Okay. This is a different thing than we usually do for weird and wacky, but it has been sticking. I can't stop thinking about it. So I heard about this like a month ago, and it's plaguing my mind. Okay. So apparently, well... There was a Twitter that went out, like, in June. A tweet, if a you tweet, will. A tweet, if you will. And it went viral, and it said, the, if you feel like the world seems increasingly colorless, you're not just imagining it. So over the last 40 years, the world is literally becoming less colorful. Is that weird? Yeah. Okay. How, how so? Me, Do let tell. Me, let me explain. Take cars, for example. Grayscale colors now make up three-quarters of cars produced globally compared to less than 50% in the past. Do you Have you noticed, side note, mm-hmm. the new color of car that has been all over the place lately? That kind of like taupe yeah. color? Uh-huh. I, that is all I've seen. It's all the matte. Like this, like this almost like skin color car. Yeah. Yeah. Very no. neutral. Very neutral. Okay. Yeah. So they had like a picture side by side of like a car lot in the 80s not a car lot like a parking lot mm-hmm. and one now and in the 80s you know there's yellow there's red there's orange there's green now it's like white gray black a couple Tope. blues in there a couple taupes in there all very muted mm-hmm. yeah okay um so the po- the tweet was posted by a poster called the culture tutor um but it showed like the interiors of houses 
Mm-hmm. Um, even like if you look at like McDonald's, um, and then I was noticing like the other day our Walmart has been painted completely mm-hmm. neutral. Yep. Um, the Target is now neutral. So you know the big like the Target storefront used to be red. Right. Now it's gray. <gasps> I know. Uh, Walmart went to taupe. Yep. McDonald's is gray or taupe. Yep. Like all the like bright light colors of like storefronts and houses are all going like muted, very this, muted. Yeah. Um, so uh, there was a group analysis done by a group called the Science Museum Group. So they have all these artifacts from like museums. They took seven thousand objects. And, like, analyzed it with computers, like, from literally going back to, like, the 1800s before even production of, like, plastic and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And they have this scale that I'm showing you now, which shows, like, all the pixels in the objects, how they've gone from colorful and then to, like, they did it in 2020 and how less colorful objects are becoming. That's so weird. Isn't that so weird? And so, of course, it used to be more like browns and yellows because things were made of wood. Mm-hmm. And now it's like everything is gray. Everything is everything gray. Everything is gray. And like when we were growing up, like people's houses even, like there was just color. Right. Like what color was your bedroom growing up? Um, my bedspread was yellow. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember my, what if my walls were colored. No, my walls weren't colored. Oh. Um, but my so growing up, growing up, I, I had a yellow bedspread. I mean, that's the one that stands out to me. But um, yeah, well, I mean, I had wallpaper in my yeah, room. Yeah, wallpaper. And uh-huh. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, there was color. And yeah, a lot of carpet. Yeah, was colored. My bathroom was green. Uh huh. And yeah. now, like, we just got our house repainted, and I walked in, and I'm like, oh, it's so bland. It's so just bland. So just neutral. Bland. Yeah. And I've just come to real like. You know, the white on white or the gray on white trend, all the neutrals is so, like, trending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks to, what's her name that I can't think of? Joanna Gaines. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Thanks to Joanna Gaines. And it is beautiful to look at, but I think living in it is, like, it's not, I don't know, I don't like it's it. It's depressing. I think, okay, this is what I think we need to do. Okay. I think we need to take it upon ourselves mm-hmm. to colorify. Uh-huh. Our houses. Yes. Let's go bright colors. Yeah. Like I need more color. Yeah. Like um, I painted a section of my um, living room this like dark greenish bluish color over my fireplace, mm-hmm. and that helped. But it's like I've I've gone with the trends of like everything's white, and I'm like, everything. Ew, it's yeah. just boring. Let's get some color. When I we remember a little while ago, it's been a while ago. I went to my childhood friend's house, mm-hmm. my next door neighbor growing up. And I remember going in her house, and it was so cute, but she had all these really bright, like, splashes of color, like her bar stools, if I remember right. Her bar stools were all different colors and just really, like, vivid, bright. Mm-hmm. And I loved it so yeah. much. It was so, it's like— just happier. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. do that. Let's colorify Our the world. Homes. Okay. One change at a time. Challenge I was driving accepted. through my neighborhood on the way here, and my neighbor's painting the exterior of their house— gray and then I'm like every house on my street is becoming gray because yeah, it's the gray. age where every house like we're all starting to need to repaint because our houses are like 15 years old yeah and everyone's just going gray and what's weird is someday like our grandkids will look back at it and be like oh my gosh uh-huh. everybody's house was this horrible gray everything was gray and white Ooh. yeah it'll reverse yeah but remember like uh 
have like avocado like mm-hmm. appliances mm-hmm. in the 70s like yeah. your fridge was even or like that green. yellow we had a yellow fridge. the yellow yeah it, that mustard yellow they showed phones oh, we like, had a mustard yellow uh-huh, phone too like it was a rotary and, phone uh-huh and now like even when you look at cell phones it's just pretty neutral yeah i hate it i, I hate know. it i'm so sad so now that you pointed weird. that out it's not the weirdest thing in the world it's not the wackiest of the wax but it just like I can't stop thinking about it, and now you won't either. You probably notice it everywhere. Now, now you, I'm going to be looking at that everywhere I go. Okay, all right. Well, on that depressing note, let's move <laughs> on to something even more depressing: the stupidity of the people of, of the, the world. The human race. Maybe okay. people wouldn't be so stupid if there was more color. That's right. <laughs> I blame color. <laughs> or lack of. Yeah. Okay, this comes from a very naive young woman. Mm-hmm. I really need good advice. Okay. That's why we're here. That's why I mean that, that is who we are, literally who we exist. are. Yeah. <clears throat> I know everyone is going to say just leave him. I feel like she's talking about me. <laughs> she says that. <laughs> well, it's not that easy. I met an amazing man on this game called Second Life. Okay. Which when I read this, it wasn't Second Life. You're not a big office watcher, are you? Uh, no, yeah, I watched it. Okay, when Jim was stalking Dwight on Second Life. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, shoot. I think, I think. anyway, it doesn't even matter. Okay. I've seen them all, but I have the worst memory of all time. Okay. So. Last Dece- Let's see. I met this, ge- this amazing man on Second Life last December. We talked for hours and spent so much time together. He told me he is married and gave me the story about his wife being an arranged marriage. He is Indian and I am American. We video chat when he is at his office. We have cute little dates. He tries to make more time for me, but he has a lot of responsibilities. He's a chemistry teacher and buys and sells real estate and takes care of his whole family. We never talk about his wife. He says he doesn't love her, and she married him because he has money and takes care of her. He treats me like platinum. He reassures me I'm not the side chick. You're right. Mm -hmm. I've never met a man so caring in my life. That's relative. Right. Um, Caring to who? Yeah. His birthday is coming up. I asked him what he wanted. Since I've been wanting a house, he told me to open a savings account and save money to get a house, and he will match me dollar for dollar. That is what he wanted for his birthday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 red flag. <clears throat> yeah. He has never asked me for anything. He always offers to help me out, and I decline. I love this man so, so, so much, but I'm heartbroken every time he goes home. He gives me two hours of his time while home, just texting in the middle of the night. Am I being selfish? Should I walk away? I don't know what to do because he is so perfect, other than being married. And then she puts, oh, and we're both working on our PhDs. I don't know why that matters. Oh, okay, okay, you're educated, so So by all means, yeah. Okay, so if I'm hearing this right, they've never met in real life. I don't believe so. Okay. Ah, A... You don't know him. B, you're stupid. You are so stupid. So stupid. Um, it does A, okay, even if he is in a completely loveless marriage, it doesn't matter. And here's another little tidbit. Is it an arranged marriage or is she with him because he takes care of her? Right. Which is it? Because that's two very different that things. That is two very different things. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're not allowed to get divorced. Right. It is 2022. Yeah. So we can see why she's staying with him, but he's still allowed to leave her. But, it, like, it sounds like they're maybe not even in the same country. Yeah. Like, what, what are you expecting, I guess, long term? 
And, and I think any marriage that's or any relationship that starts from second life, <laughs> I mean, here's your sign, buddy, because that does not sound like a good. He's looking for a second life. Yeah. And you don't get that. And you are not, you don't get to be um, the perfect person if you're lying and cheating and deceiving somebody else. Exactly. You're not the most caring man. You've you're got, not. You've got a wife and kids at home. And you're supposedly going to put money towards this girlfriend and two hours of your night. Is that every single night? Yeah. And during his job. Okay. You have children, too. Even if you don't like your wife. I don't know wife. if he does have children. Hold on. No, he does, it said. It did? Yeah. Yeah. I think it said he had two kids. Or did I? No, you made that did up. Literally you made that up. Children? No children are involved, according to what Why did she I said. Literally make he that gives up? me two hours of his time. Yeah? Yeah. Um... Okay, yeah. this could be a very long scam for him to get her bank account information very, <gasps> very easily. Yes, you are right. What he wants for his birthday is for her to open a joint account and put money in there. And he'll match it. Yeah, he'll match it for a year and then he'll take it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, and, um, did you hear my stomach growl? <laughs> 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 he reassures me I'm not the side chick. Okay. Do you live with him? Nope. Does he live with somebody else? Yep. Does he support you? Nope. Do you, does he support somebody else? Yeah. Uh, does he come home to you? Nope. Does he go home to somebody else? Yeah. Okay, so you are the side chick. You're li- literally the definition of the side chick. Are you in a different country? Probably. Yes. Is okay. He you're the side you chick. To get your bank account information? Yes. Did nobody say that? I don't know. Okay. Jeez. Um, you're very good. You're very good. Might not be in logic. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And nobody wants for their birthday to buy somebody else a house. No. You're stupid. It sounds like the Tinder swindler. Yeah. Like, let me give you all this money. Let me do all this stuff. And then he's literally going to steal it. And she doesn't even know his, like, she has no proof of what his actual name is, where he lives. Right. If he did steal her money, she has no way to track him down. He's she, not a real person. She only knows his second life profile. Uh-huh. This is not a real relationship. Which, this is a clue. You don't know anything about his first life. Yeah. Yeah. Get out, girl. And it scares me, like, the catfishing element of it scares me, too. Just when you don't, like, know the person. And the sucky thing about when people like this have a side chick and it's online and they're not getting any I guess it's not any better or worse than a real life affair but the problem with it is she's putting her whole like chances of meeting a real legit person and being in a real relationship on hold. Right. That's like that one podcast that we mm-hmm. listened to the, you the, know what I'm talking about? Yes, the catfishing one where she was um, Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking yes. about. But it's like she invested like 10 years of her life in this catfishing, uh-huh. in this relationship that wasn't real and missed out on like a decade of, of opportunity. Yeah, she's not going to have kids now. She's not going to Yeah, don't waste your time on line people online how about let's just say that don't take off your clothes and don't (laughs) online date well no i mean online meet someone but not only like you can use the internet to meet somebody that you meet and then pursue a relationship with exactly but like yeah Mm -mm, don't do it yeah now speaking of online dating (laughs) here's a good segue for you okay so the title is TIFU by going on a date with a girl from Tinder who seemed way too good to be true. So, 
They're both 23. I was talking to this girl, and it's a male writing, for a week on Tinder and Instagram. She was gorgeous and seemed very fun and outgoing, but she did have an investment girl boss vibe to her. And that's okay, but I should have seen it coming. I asked her for a coffee date, and she said yes. We meet up, and she looks good, but not exactly like her photos. No problem there. Let's see if we connect, I thought. The first 10 minutes goes great. Conversation is flowing, and I ask her if she wants some coffee. After all, we're at a coffee shop on a coffee date. She says no because she had some earlier. First red flag. I mean, who goes on a coffee date but drinks some just before the actual date? Uh, A tells me to go and get one for myself if I want. All right, no problem. I go and get my coffee, and when I come back, there's another girl at our table. So he's calling his initial date A. Okay. Girl A. Mm -hmm. She says, hey, this is my partner. We'll call her B. I was working with her earlier. That's when it hit me that this wasn't a date, LOL. B starts asking me questions about my job, my studies, and asks me if I would listen to their business plan so that I could make more money every month. (laughs) So she takes out a notepad and starts explaining me their business model and how much money I would make if I could find three other people who would find three other people themselves. (laughs) I straight up tell her, so this is like a pyramid scheme, right? This ain't no date. To which A responds, oh, it's a date, but you seem like a cool person to become our partner. And this isn't a pyramid scheme. It's a multi-level marketing. So exactly the same thing. I couldn't believe this was happening to me. Oh, boy. So I sat there for legit 15 more minutes and listened to them explain to me how I could make up to 5000 a month if I were to get 100 people to join this business. <laughs> I told them I had to leave to go to the vet with my dog. They didn't seem happy that I wasn't interested in their L- MLM. I laughed so much on the way home that I was crying. (laughs) Oh, once again, internet dating. Mm -hmm. So that's one way to (laughs) recruit people into your To pretend to date them. And then, oh, that is so funny. I read another one and then I couldn't find it about a guy who makes a girl on Tinder, picks her up. She says, will you pick me up? I don't have a car or whatever. And then she says, hey, can we swing by this one house? I need to grab something. She goes in and doesn't come back out. And he's like, what is going on? He waits. Finally, he, like, leaves her, finds out she was basically using him as a free Uber to go hook up with some other guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I don't know people who has are... it worse, men or women, in the Tinder dating. People are so freaking weird. I know. That is weird. I know. You just don't know anything about people you don't when know you meet anything. them online. Don't trust anything. And it's like, that's kind of the way you have to do it these days. That's what everybody does. But man, I feel we have talked about that. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. let me tell you, this cracked me up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me get, get to the beginning of it. Okay. <laughs> I, and I feel for this guy because I think, well, okay. I'm not going to say. Okay. Okay. Am I the asshole for charging an eight-year-old rent? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't think I, I really don't think I'm the asshole, but hear me out. Okay. Okay. He says he gets an allowance every week. This is the eight year old. This is for helping with the dishes, cleaning up his room with help Mm because he's eight Mm -hmm. and being tidy. Nothing crazy. His allowance is $25 a week. So $100 a month. Wow. (laughs) A, wow. A, wow. (laughs) However, I want to charge the boy $20 a month for living expenses, leaving him $80. Okay. His mother thinks that there's something wrong with that, and he's young, so his money should be his. <laughs> My intention is to teach him about money management, as that, that's something very important to me. 
I have not thought about the consequences if he can't pay the rent. There likely wouldn't be any. Um, but he's, you know, just looking to teach this kid yeah. um, a little bit about sure. money and responsibility. And then he, he edits. I am the stepfather. Oh, okay. That does okay. change things. Um, he said, I, oh, let's see. He talks about, well, I could increase his allowance, so like increase it by $20 and then have him pay it back, but just to teach him the concept of it. Okay. Um, he's like, all right, I'm the asshole. I'm going to give the child an allowance as I planned anyway. He can save for big purchases for himself, and we can talk about the fun stuff when he's older. Um, he says, I have a savings account that I already put money into for him, but people start going nuts what? on him. People are losing their absolute mind on him. Um, because did, did they read the title and not the whole thing? I don't know, but they're like so. So long story short, he is the stepfather. He is paying this kid a hundred dollars okay. a month. It's not mom doing this. Stepdad paying him twenty dollars, twenty five dollars a week, and then says, "I'm going to take the twenty dollars." Yeah, you know. And then he even talked about maybe like just putting that money that he takes back from him in a savings. But then, or somebody had talked about doing that, and he's like, "But I'm already doing a savings yeah. account for him." Yeah. So this is just $100 cash in hand every month. Plus, he's building him a savings account. Plus, he's just trying to teach him some responsibility. Yeah. And people are losing their damn minds. Really? They're like, this is abuse. Somebody was trying to report him to CPS. <laughs> it's um, basically his own money that he's just taking back. Right. He's, this kid didn't right. go out into the neighborhood, <laughs> mow lawns right. for this money. He's, and then he's like. He's basically living in the house and doing yeah. everyday things. Yeah. And he's saying to him, um, he just wants him to start understanding that concept of, like, putting money away or, or like, being responsible with his money. And so, like, he's editing. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just, like, he's like, I'm going to give the kid a, a, the allowance no matter what. He can save for big purchases. We'll talk about other stuff when he gets a little bit older. Yeah. Um, he's like, I, you know, I... Maybe this was a bad idea. I just thought it would be fun and that everybody would kind of win. <laughs> and everyone went nuts um, on him? And then he's like, for clarity, father's out of the picture. I'm not stealing from his mother. I'm providing the allowance. Like, whoa. Yeah. Like, people are freaking, completely freaking out that this is, like, abusive to this kid. Oh, my Emotionally, that he's that he's teaching this kid that he's not worthy of having... Um, a roof put over his head for free and that that should be his response. I mean, it's just insane. Hmm. Um, let's see. I mean, like, what are your thoughts on this? That is an interesting thought that you, you don't necessarily want to give the kid an idea that he has to, like, earn his place in the home. Right. I do see that point. Like, you don't want a kid to be like, oh, if I, if I can't pay, I'm home. Like, right. I literally can't live here. That depending on the kid, could create anxiety. But the whole situation, when you look at the big picture, is it's... I don't think he's in the wrong. I think he's in the wrong for giving the kid $100 a month. Okay, that Let's like, go back to that. Okay, because that what was my initial thought yeah. was all these people are like hanging this guy. Yeah. Like literally hanging this guy. And and I feel bad because I think that he, I mean, like he continues to edit this. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll post an update of what we eventually agree upon. Um you know, he's like, I love this child. He's yeah. been in my life for six years. He's been raising him since he was he's two. He's not trying to get anything out yeah. of the kid. He's like, we have a great relationship. I just want to see him grow and be better than I could ever be. Yeah. Um, he's like, you are, and then he comes back. You are another edit. 
you're all correct that I didn't think of the implications of taking from my son and the emotional damage that it could cause or anxiety. That's the last thing I want. Um, he's like, for clarity, this was a real idea I had. And, and then I had a real conversation with my spouse. I wasn't pushing anything. Um, I hope all parents here can learn from the comments because truthfully, I feel like we're all just winging at raising kids and nobody knows for sure what's in their best interest sometimes. Yeah, 1,000%. Like, he's genuinely he trying. Idea of yeah. Kid, because when a kid has, A, when a kid has $100 a month, like what? Are, what's a kid going to spend $100 a month What is an eight-year-old? He, You know what? If you're going to be paying this kid $100 a month, he should be paying. Like if you're going to give him an adult amount yeah. of money. yeah. My kids get the the their age, so my ten year old gets ten dollars a month, and it, yes, for that kind of stuff. And the whole reason is so like the money management thing. Like, yeah. Okay, you can either save that and buy something big you want, or you can blow it on slime every month, which is what she does. And that's fine. Yeah. So because I'm not buying that slime. <laughs> right. But she can learn. Okay, if I save, I could buy this better thing I want. Where my twelve year old saves every single. He, you know, makes mm-hmm. money from mowing the lawn and allowance, saves every single penny. Right. And then, but the youngest, of course, the second it's in her pocket, could we go to Walmart? Can I buy mini brands or slime? Right. And it's like, you know, that's the whole reason I think that we pay allowance is so they can kind of learn to either, you know, how much things cost and right. to like spend a little bit of their own money. But $100 is asinine. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. So it almost does seem like if the whole point is to teach them to manage money, then yeah, okay, well, maybe you could pay for, you know, some snacks or maybe like the things that he actually like. Right. And what's the point of paying him that if he's not going to like use it for something? I know. Well, and the thing is, is these, it's like, I don't know why anybody ever posts stuff like in like, like things like this because you know nobody that is responding really wants to give good advice they just want to crucify you they just want to tear you apart and he was way too nice in his edits yeah I would have been like you guys like and his wife he did and I didn't read this part but his wife it talks about how his wife is just dying she's like he's like I read everything to my wife and she thinks it's a like the whole thing is just nonsensical but she's dying laughing at how people are just like hanging him out but to wasn't dry. she the one that was against it well or she was kind of like maybe no, that's not a was, good idea when they talked about it she's like yeah. well, you know i don't know but and how would there be a consequence if he can't pay like you're well, giving the kid a hundred dollars yeah. a month he like gives the 20 back right away or whatever it is yeah, yeah. it's not like know. this kid has got to pack a bag and live on the street but right. but the thing is is i don't know why people couldn't just say to the poor guy you know what <laughs> First of all, it might cause some emo- like some safety concerns for this right. kid or whatever. But or maybe people should, you know, they could have just been nice and said, "Well, why don't you instead of instead of like wording it like you have to pay, pay rent, rent. Yeah. but you're going to we're going to pay you this allowance, but we expect you to put into savings sure. 20% or whatever it is and teach him because I think his I think his intention was good in teaching him to manage his money. I do too. But nobody was like, dude, a hundred bucks for an eight year old. <laughs> no one was fault of that. Nobody. Not one person. I wonder how normal that is. And then they were saying things like, Yeah, well, of course he's the stepdad. Clearly he's the stepdad. Like the stepdad that's got has a bank account for him, a savings yeah. account. And is paying him $100 a month. I think step-parents get a bad rap Yeah, they do. Like, step-parents are doing the parenting when they don't, like, didn't even birth the kid. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, your husband 
like he's he's the dad. He's not yeah. even the stepdad to some of your kids. It's like that's just he's the father. Yeah, and people they get a bad rap, but it's they like did. I, I, feel bad for I appreciate him as a stepdad doing all you know. Yeah. I mean, trying to teach this kid, and I don't know. I yeah. just think people are a holes. <laughs> but it's not you, buddy. It's everybody else giving yeah. you advice. I agree. Maybe there could have been another like way t- for him to pay. Th- like maybe he buys his own ticket when you go to the movie. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't give the kid that much, and then you don't have to worry about it. (laughs) Your kid is going to be an entitled butthole anyway. Then they can buy a couple uh, candy bars at the gas station, which is what my 12-year-old does with this. Yes. So stupid. Okay. Well, here's I wanted to get your opinion, A, as a teacher, and B, as a mother. So um, this is a mother writing. She says, my then it's a story that happened five years ago. It starts five years ago and okay. then goes till now. So five years ago, her then nine-year-old daughter started puberty earlier than others at her age, and body odor was a problem. Foot smell also runs in my family. Do do your kids get the stinkiest feet around like ten, eleven? Oh my kids! Um, like before they hit puberty, it's like their feet hit puberty. <laughs> it's like their feet suddenly are like eighty-year-old and they're disgusting. All of my kids yeah, are through it. I don't know. Not really. Oh. And then they grew out of it, but it, oh, yeah, huh. it's a problem. So she says, we started using foot powder for her shoes, but sometimes it didn't help. And she habitually, habitually bounced her foot when working. Being young, she loved wearing flats to school and was in the class of who she's calling RT, rude teacher. Oh, rude teacher. So she's wearing flats. And you know, if you bounce your foot, your heels kind of coming in and out uh-huh. of them. You can picture that. Yeah. So RT pulled my daughter aside before recess and told her that she needed to keep her shoes on because she was, quote, making the classroom stink. And then days later, called out my child's name in front of the entire class, prompting my child to put her foot down. The teacher thanked her and went on teaching. When I pointed out how embarrassing that was for a nine-year-old who doesn't have control of her body smells right now, the teacher was very blasé about the situation and how she'd handled it and gave my daughter body issues that she's still dealing with. She's going into ninth grade now. I've never forgiven RT or gotten over. So skip to now. In May, requests for the upcoming school year was sent out. I requested my second daughter not be put into RT's class. I didn't go into details as of why, just requested she not be in RT's class. Teachers were posted today, and lo and behold, daughter two is in RT's class. So daughter two has ADHD, gets very emotional very easily, and from what I heard from a friend who subbed for RT's class last year, it was a shit show. I have my reservations on how well RT would be able to handle D2 or if there would be a similar situation of embarrassment for her. Would I be the asshole if I emailed the principal and asked her to move daughter two into the other teacher's class before school starts? I don't want to make her work harder, but I also don't like the approach of, eh, wait and see what happens. My husband, however, feels like we should give RT another shot because we will still have two other kids going into her class in the future if she's still teaching. And we can't always ask for special placement because of something that happened five years ago. So, would I be the asshole? No. Okay. Hmm. No, I don't think you. I don't think that she would be the asshole to ch- ask for ch- a change. I also, but this is the thing. I do think what kids come home and tell their parents <clears throat> is often very different than what happens. Yes. And if that kid was feeling self-conscious <clears throat> or 
I mean, who knows what really, how it really went down in yeah. the classroom. Well, she had some edits and she said that basically, you know how she said the teacher acted blase about it? Uh-huh. She said there was a student parent-teacher te- parent conference and the mom brought it up, like in that same spirit of who knows what really happened. And she uh-huh. said, this is what my daughter said. And the teacher was basically like, yeah. And she was like, well, like that really embarrassed her. And, like, you could have, like, called me or told me so that Mm -hmm. I could have, like, done something about it. And I get, according to the mom, the teacher, like, didn't say, oh, I can see that maybe I shouldn't have called her out. Uh But apparently she just, like, didn't have any, like, reaction to it. It was basically, like, I did what I did and I don't feel bad about it. Yeah, because I think it's totally appropriate for the teacher to be like, you need to keep your shoes on. But not to say because you're stinking (laughs) up the room. (laughs) You know, I mean, because really that could be an easy way for her, like, she doesn't need to humiliate the kid and just say, we need to keep shoes on in the yeah. classroom, period. That's a classroom rule is yeah. keeping shoes yeah. on. Yeah, And then it would have been appropriate for her to call the mom and just say, you know what, this is, um, you know, it's an issue, yeah. a hygiene issue, and can you address it? Because there are ways that you can address. She yeah. could, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, that's not good to embarrass the little girl. Poor little nine-year-old. Make her all self-conscious. But I don't yeah. know. I sort of agree with the dad, too, that... Um, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If the teacher was a good teacher otherwise. Right. Like, you have to weigh the it consequences. Seems like she got rubbed so wrong that she just has such bad feelings for the teacher. Yeah. And if that's going to cause an issue for her moving forward, I mean, because then she's going to be hypersensitive to anything and everything oh, that yeah. that teacher does. Yeah. So maybe just move it. Let, and then wait another few years. And then if they get that teacher again, address it again. Yeah. So apparently she did kind of an update and she... Uh, asked to move she actually did Mm -hmm. go through with it and the principal kind of gave the whole you know we don't really move kids Mm -hmm. and so she went over her head to the district and then the district called anyway so she kind of made up a a fuss but you know what like I have moved my kids Mm -hmm. teachers before I'm a believer in it well you have to do you have to do and and, I mean it's different if you're just moving your kids because oh I heard this teacher was nice but I mean if you have a personal experience with a teacher and it's not going to be a good fit for your kids you have to advocate you're going to send your kid every day feeling like I'm entrusting this person Mm -hmm. to care for my child and like the emotional toll that I think teachers can have on kids is really big Right, They're which is why I could never do elementary. <laughs> I mean, They're like, sensitive little beings. It, and it, they are. And not only that, but that's your whole day with these kids. Yeah. And, and it's such, I don't know. Yeah. They're so fragile. I had my that oldest age. Sprite was in third grade. And she was just kind of getting diagnosed with ADD. And she was a little bit slower in her work. Well, in the first couple weeks of school, she was like, I'm getting held in for recess every single day because I haven't finished my work. And I was like, oh, that doesn't seem like a good solution. So I just talked to the teacher. Hey, what's going on? What's the real, you know, Mm -hmm. I need to hear the real classroom policy. And she goes, yeah, that's my policy. And she goes, well, your daughter's slow, so she's going to be in every day. Oh, hell no. Yeah, she was like, she's going to be in every day. I can just tell you that now. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. So there's a reason that elementary school kids have recess, yeah, and it's and like, because they s- need that. Yeah. And don't you, like, and, yeah. And I, I went in there, like, in person to kind of see what was going on, and there were, like, ten kids in there Aww. by themselves. So the teacher wasn't even in there, like— Just the teacher's out at recess. Yeah. She, she wasn't even in there, like, okay, let if you're not understanding, let me help you. It was, like, basically a punishment. Aww. Anyway, the principal in that case was great and switched, and she had an amazing teacher, but— yeah. yeah, that's rough. My 
my elementary school mom, who was the secretary, was like, you got to you got to advocate for your you kids. You do. Yeah. You can't worry about people thinking that you're a helicopter mom or a jerk. Right. And I Unless think, you are. Because you're out there. <laughs> you helicopter jerk moms. You're out there you lurking. Know you, you know. <laughs> you're online dating a married man. I know. <laughs> um, but no, I think and I, I think it's just a fine line. I think yeah. you have to go to, to bat for your kids. But but you also need to be realistic. Like, look yeah. at the whole picture. You have to make sure that, you and know. And how sensitive is your kid? Is your kid always crying about teachers since yeah. beginning of time and thinking if so, that everybody hates them? Or is it like an isolated, like, incident where it's like, this is off for my kid. Right. Like, she doesn't normally, like, she was coming home from school crying every day and she used to love school. Like, that yeah. kind of thing. Like, or are they always a sensitive kid? Right. Like, Piper's really sensitive, so... For her, I would be like, uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's a hard situation. It is a hard situation. Mm-hmm. And teachers, don't tell kids they stink. Don't, yeah. Don't publicly. This is the other thing. Like, sometimes as a teacher, there's a hygiene issue. Right. What do you do? You, well, I mean, you talk in private. Do right? you? To the kid? Oh, yeah. I mean, it depends on. So, like, in high school, if a kid was super stinky, would you, what would you do? Would Usually you the a, counselor. The counselor Like, does? just talk to the counselor, and then they can pull them in and have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. about showering and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, because sometimes it's because kids don't have access to things. Oh. And so sometimes it's like, well, we have showers at school. We can provide, you know, oh, wow. so that you have a place to shower and a place to do, yeah. wash your clothes. I mean, there's ways that you can provide that. But, I mean, sometimes it's, I mean, yeah. sometimes it's a much bigger issue than just a kid being a stinky kid, yeah. you know. My daughter's fifth grade teacher bought the entire class deodorant <laughs> sent it home. I'm like, smart, because then yep. you're not singling out anybody. Yep. But at that point, it hadn't even really occurred to me to have my daughter start wearing deodorant because mm-hmm. she was like super pre-puberty, like hadn't yeah. even. But I was like, oh, we need to start Good thinking call. about that. Yep. Like, it wasn't really on my radar. And then with my son, like fourth, fifth, I'm like, let's just start. Yeah. The deodorant. Yeah. Let's not let this get to a problem where <laughs> your let this get teacher is sending it home. But yeah. I liked that approach. She probably went to the dollar store. Yeah. But but then it was like a signal to the parents, like, hey, it's time. Right. And I mean, and I think especially like in fifth grade, that's uh, you know, it's, when it's it a good time to um, start those and practices. Just openly have that conversation. And mm-hmm. oops, sorry. Um. Yeah. Because. Yeah. It is not fun being no. in a classroom with a bunch of ripe kids. Yeah. Gross. Piper shaved her legs yesterday. Lady shaved hers the other day what? too. She so we were driving the other day to dance, and she had her feet up on the dashboard, and you know you could just see these little baby white clear clear hairs. Yeah, they're nothing. And I'm like, um, or she she was complaining about it. I'm like, you can't even see them. And she's like, Ugh, whatever. That's what I said. Yeah. And so then the other day, like two days later, we're driving, and I glance over, and I'm like. Did you shave those baby hairs? And she's like, I just tried it. She did it by herself? <laughs> she just tried it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's Piper made. I was like, Piper, we're not starting to shave until you can do it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is a private thing that you do in the shower, the bathtub. I'm not going in there with yeah. you to shave your legs once or twice a week. Right. That is, it's an adult thing, and you have to be able to do it. Yeah. Because she wanted to shave earlier in the summer, and uh-huh. I told her that. She's like, will you shave my legs? I'm like... No. That's not, that's not how it works. <laughs> so finally this week, she's wearing like skirts and shorts to school. And she's like, I just am really self-conscious about my leg hair. I'm like, did someone say something? She's like, no. That's just, no, you know how yeah. she's hurling. You're both that way. Yeah. Anyway, so I was like, okay, I will like show you how to do it. And I'll do some of it to show you the angle and all that. 
but then you have to. So I did. I kind of shaved it and ma- then made her learn. But Aww. I know. Vanities and shaved legs. I what know. is this gray world coming to? Oh, Babies. Little babies. I'm like, is there anything in your armpit? She raises her armpit. It's a baby's butt. It's still so, I'm like, you do not need to be shaving. But whatever. Aww, I don't care. It's one of those so things. Cute. Whatever. Yeah. Um, do you have another one? Um, I do. Okay. And then, what time are we good? Okay. Yeah. My wife and I have been married for 2.5 years or two and a half. <laughs> but we have been in a relationship for over 12 We are in a lesbian relationship, and obviously because of this, neither one of us can get the other pregnant. Oh, right. I've tried frozen sperm, and it was not a success. She doesn't believe in IVF and said that she wanted to do it the natural way. So they're trying to have a baby here. I told her I couldn't handle that, and and she feels like it's cheating, right, for her to have have intercourse. uh Um, I found out a week ago that she has been trying with somebody else. No. Twice she has been trying. Um, she found two pregnancy tests. I asked her about it and she lied, but then finally decided to be honest and told me that she has a known donor that is willing to help her have a baby. I feel pretty betrayed. I asked her if I can meet this known donor and she said she, he wants to be kept anonymous because he has a family and children and he's unsure of my intentions. Mm-mm. So he, okay. Mm-hmm. A few months ago, she did ask me if she found someone willing to help us. Would I be a willing participant? And I said, F no, it's not happening. Okay. So she she really went behind my back and had sex. Right. He thinks that because she has um, that polycystic over, ovarian syndrome and that she will have a hard time with frozen sperm that um, – hold on. I just lost my place. That it would – so he thinks he's doing her a favor because of her condition and stuff. It will be harder for her to get pregnant as it is. Um, but well, he thinks he's doing her a favor because she has PCOS, not because she's married to a woman. Well, no, I mean, he <laughs> 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 but like they like, so he knows the whole, he knows the whole story, but because they, that they, I guess had tried, um, okay. frozen sperm and it didn't work. And because she already has like some issues okay. that it will, might, <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I think he knows that her girlfriend okay. doesn't have sperm, okay. but. Um, we need the whole picture. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. She didn't want to go to a sperm bank because she wants the kid to know who the donor is, and she doesn't want a donor with kids already. That's what he thinks. So he thinks that there's a multiple different reasons why she wants to use him as a sperm donor. Mm-hmm. I really want to leave her now because I can't trust her. And having sex behind my back is cheating. She apologized and said she is not going to try to have a baby anymore. Should she stay? Is she wrong? No, having sex behind your back is cheating, uh, regardless. I of. think that's like the classic, um, <laughs> the classic definition of cheating. Right. Even if she wasn't doing it for pleasure. Yeah. Like, like, and I think it's even worse. She's trying to make a baby that you're both. They're married, right? Right. Well, yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're married, but yeah, my, my wife. wife. Like my they're wife. married. It's not like she's just girlfriends and she's trying to get pregnant and the. Wife may or may not be involved. Like, well, and then, they are a married couple. But this is the thing. What, how, okay, <laughs> what does she think is going to happen? Wife comes home one day and says, honey, I'm pregnant. Like, it's okay, going to come out. Like, I didn't do that. Yeah. It wasn't again, that wild night in Vegas. Yeah. The, it is, if she, if she is successful and gets pregnant, the wife is going to know. Right. <laughs> you can't, you can't hide where that came from. Like, oops. Sat on a toilet seat. That does not, that's not real. No. Nope. Okay. So. Right. What did she think was 
that she how are you going to pull this off? Right, that I would already be pregnant, so she'd have to forgive me. Right, like well. We're doing it now. No, that's none of it is okay. None of this is okay. And you both need to be involved in the decision of who the sperm donor is. Yes. That needs to be a mutual decision, I think. Family planning should be should involve both partners. Let's just say that. Yes. Like you don't get to plan. (laughs) You you don't get to do that without your spouse. Right. Like it's it's just like, yeah. Don't poke holes in condoms. Don't have sex with other people. Don't get a vasectomy without telling your wife. Right. Like, let is have some, let's have some pro, procreative responsibility. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think people are doing the whole, like, ask forgiveness rather than permission. Don't do that with human Don't life. Don't do that with a baby. That's, no. Babies aren't asked for forgiveness later. Oops. Okay. Nah. Well, I'm pregnant now. And, and I wonder if this person feels like because they're in a lesbian relationship that somehow it's a pass. That it's not cheating. Yeah. Like, well, ew, it's just sex with a guy. It's a penis. Ew. And who, what, let's talk about this man. Right. Yeah. Does the man's wife know? Right. I Doubtful. Very doubtful. doubtful. I would think that. Because he wants to remain anonymous. So there's no way his right. wife is involved I in this. I feel like that should be, I don't know, maybe you all four should go out to dinner right. and say, hey. Would you mind sleeping with my wife? Right? I mean, shouldn't that be an open conversation? Well, and you know what? Turkey baster. Turkey baster. Turkey baster. IVF. Yeah. Clinic. IUI. IUI. Yeah, it's not. To take sperm and implant it, really, when you do IUI, it is basically the turkey baster. The only difference is they're monitoring your fertility and upping your fertility with medicine. Mm-hmm. They're, like, tracking your ovulation, all that stuff. So the the implantation of the sperm is really no, – it really it's is irrelevant. pretty much the same as they're just putting it up into your cervix. Like, it's the exact same thing. What is LCI? Um, I don't know. IUI, LCI. She doesn't believe in it. How can you not believe in that, but believe in sleeping with another woman's husband behind your wife's back? I don't believe. I don't in believe. It. Is this a moral issue? Because if that's the case, right, the moral bus left town a long time ago, and you were not on it. No, no. Ooh. I don't know. Who am I to judge? Well, that no. But she's asking if she in the wrong for being her. No, by her wife. You be hurt. No, yeah, she doesn't get to make decisions without you, and she doesn't get penile penetration without with a free pass. your consent. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, I think we've answered that. Well, I think we are on the same page <laughs> with that. <laughs> okay, well, I will save my next one for next time. If you want to do the barren truth, the barren truth, the barren truth. What I would like to talk about today in the barren truth. Stems from a um, TikTok. Imagine that. Um, I love TikTok now. I don't. I. This is a lot of work. I'm so tired of social media at this point, but I still like am so addicted to my phone. Like I still need to like doom scroll something. Yeah. Like, but I'm so tired of people, <laughs> especially <laughs> right now, that TikTok has become my like. Your friends, your friend group. It's my way to zone out without hating everybody I know in real life and not in real life. Okay. It's so fun. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the corn kid on TikTok? No. (laughs) I don't don't do TikTok. I know, but... (laughs) I don't do any of this. I posted it on our Truth Fairy story because I also don't (laughs) follow us. (laughs) Such a bat. (laughs) No, if you haven't seen the corn kid... 
please. It okay. will give you so much joy. Okay, okay I will watch sorry. that as soon as we're done. Okay. That's what tickled my fancy the most was the corn kid. Really? Okay, I'm going to watch it okay. after. Okay, okay so um, I'm kind of going to summarize this a little bit. Um, okay. A woman on TikTok has gone viral after admitting she does not tip at a drive-thru. Okay. This has caused a massive debate. Debate? Debate. Um, the video has caused disagreement in the comment section. Um, agreeing with her, one person wrote, I don't feel bad. They know it isn't a job that generally gets tips when they accept that position. If they give you a look, just stare right back. Mm-hmm. Like, because she was talking about how they, she felt weird, you know. Um, somebody else said, if you serve me, I tip. If I come to the counter or drive through and pick it up myself, why am I going to tip? Right. Like, who am I tipping? Right. A third person responded, I bought baby clothes online from a mass retailer, and there is a tip section when you're checking out in your cart. What? Who am I tipping and why? Right. Um, However, some people in the comments disagreed. They said they feel tipping is necessary. One replied, if you don't tip your barista or bartender, sheesh, they're literally making you something. Um, Someone else commented, because most restaurants and coffee places don't pay a full wage and expect it to be covered by what employees will get from tips. Um... Then, then you should tip. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Coffee shops are the only place, are the one place I will tip. They literally made the drink for you too, from scratch. That's what they're getting tipped for. Okay, but so did the fast food people. Well, maybe not. Okay, so what's your? My opinion is, first of all, the, okay, <laughs> the restaurant, like why should I have to pick up the slack because the restaurant or the, the whatever place you work isn't paying you? enough like that that is part of what's wrong with the united states of america i'll Uh have you all know because Mm -hmm. in europe right tip in europe they pay them enough and tipping is not tipping is like offensive like i make like yeah is what i've heard right (laughs) so but i think like we are making it so so certain places can get away with underpaying their staff right I mean, and the thing is, is the staff has to report their tips. I mean, I did the, I was in the restaurant business for a long time. Yeah. But you have to report your tips. And if you're not, report, like, if you're not making minimum wage, then your employer has to make up that, like, you, I mean, I know minimum wage sucks. So, okay, that's a whole rabbit hole. But, right, right. But do you minimum know what I wages, mean? Yeah. Well, but it's totally different being served at yes. a restaurant. And being going through a drive-through where they're literally handing you a bag out of a window. Right, and let's just be honest: these people at freaking McDonald's that are making seventeen dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. To okay, tell me what you're being paid for. If I'm tipping you for handing me my food, right. Then what does that hourly wage cover? Right, exactly. You having a pulse, <laughs> right? Because seriously. You stand at that window with a headset on, yeah. and you hand me my food. And if you tip the person handing you the food, does it go to that person, or does it get split? Like, who t- who does that? I just that? think that's so stupid. I do, too. When I go to a, re- a restaurant, and I am served... I'm going to tip because yeah. because what I am what that tip is for is for you to pay extra close attention to it's me. The service. Serve me my drink. Bring me a straw. Yeah. Clear my plate. Bring me fry sauce. Have conversation. Yeah. Be pleasant. Not too much conversation. Yes. Know your limit. <laughs> know your role. <laughs> but you know, be the perfect balance of yes. everything. Yeah. Attentive. That's what I'm paying for. But you know what? Like last night I went out to eat at the establishment my daughter works at. Yes. And it was so crazy busy. 
And my waitress literally didn't attend to us at all. Mm -hmm. I literally went up to my daughter at the front desk and I'm like, I asked for fry sauce like 10 minutes ago. Will you go get me some? (laughs) Tried to find out if the chocolate sauce was gluten free. But I could see that she was so busy and I felt bad for her. I gave her more than like I gave her extra tip because she knows I'm Brighton's mom. But it's like when you get bad service at a restaurant, do you not tip as well? Yes. Like that's the whole point of a tip is like I got good service or bad service. Right. I can't. I can't. I mean, but I, I am always going to tip. Like, you have to be an a-hole yeah. for me to not tip. There's, like, a base tip, and then may, I might go extra yeah. Yeah. for, like, if you've gone above and beyond. Right. Like, yeah. But you're still, even if you're not the best server, you're still waiting on me. Yeah. So I'm still going to probably give you, a like, the base, yeah. like a base tip. And if I tip. can see that you have 10 right. tables to yourself— and the guy sitting behind me was a complete dick to her. Yeah. I'm so like, she's having a bad day. Like, like I, I'm all of that plays into the tipping. Yeah. But I am not going to roll up to a damn drive through window mm-hmm. and have you hand me a bag of shit food <laughs> and feel like you should get 18% feel on like top you of that. Need, exactly. No. 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 My brother said he went to Carl's Jr. last night and he wanted waffle fries in his girl's kids meal instead of regular. $3 extra. Per waffle fry. You know, Carl's Jr. is so overpriced. I, I think know. we've talked about that I know. before. I know. But yeah, and, and this just this whole attitude every, where every everywhere you go, a there's a tip jar. But the problem is it's like when they're putting it in your like tr- putting it in your face and it's like you either have to push one of the buttons or just hit like no tip. Yeah. I like I struggle to like in front of them. I'm becoming more bold. I know. It's so presumptuous. I tip a little bit at like Dutch Bros at like the coffee place. I'm going to tip for a coffee. For a coffee for some reason it does feel more like a tipping like because it's a standard. If you're at a bar getting a drink, of course. Then you tip. Yeah, of course. Um, like those are kind of standard. But drive through? Uh-uh. Nope. If I am in the checkout line at Rite Aid, mm-hmm. you're not getting a tip. Nope. Right? No. Especially if I self-check. Why are you even asking? Why are you asking Don't me? ask for a tip. Um, the, the thing I will do if it's like a pre, like if you pay for your food and they're asking you right then and they haven't made your food. Right. Then I feel like if I don't tip, they're, they're not going to like, and but, especially so when I go places and I have to request like with, with my daughter's celiac, sometimes I have to request um, like a glove change. Like at Papa Murphy's Pizza Place, they have uh-huh. a gluten-free crust. But they have to literally change their gloves, get out new, like, spatulas, fresh. Like, there's a whole different, like, ingredient section so that nothing's Mm cross-contaminated. And they ask you beforehand if you want to tip. I'm going to tip because I want you to make the extra effort. Like, that's different. But they shouldn't ask you to tip in advance. Like, how do I know? Yes. How do I know? It's like the damn Uber drivers make you tip in advance. No. And then they don't bring me the right food. And I've already tipped you because I have to. Yeah, it's no. It's the worst thing. No, I am not pre-tipping. No, because Ask then me I after. am. I am asking. Okay, so I pre-tip. Yeah, I've already tipped you. Why are they going to give me What's special your motivation? treatment? Yeah. They've already, you've already been tipped. You should work for your tip. So I want to say to them, how can I base my tip on what hasn't happened yet? Right. Check back with <laughs> if me. If I give you five dollars in tip, will you ensure that my daughter's pizza is gluten free? No, they've already gotten their. Fresh. How about this? <laughs> I'm going to hold the cash tip up. I got it right here. <laughs> Right? I'm going to wave this cash tip and then check back with me at the end. It's at the end of the line. Yeah. Have you seen where, like, people have posted, like, on social media before where, like, 
they were, I, I don't remember where it was on, but this lady was on a date mm-hmm. and the boyfriend's or the, the date, it was like a first date. He set out like, like $10 yes, bills on I the table do that. and then it took one away. I'm like, you are a bag of D's, buddy. It was humiliating. I never went out with him again. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't get to pre, if you're, if your tipping is based on your service. I know. I don't like, you the can't pre, pre-tip. I don't like the pre-tip, but <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the post tip. <laughs> you can get pregnant with the pre tip. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh. Well, all right. So we with need that, to know what you guys think. Yes, please. Who are you in. tipping? Who aren't you tipping? When do you tip? How much do you tip? Yeah. Do you tip the twenty percent to hair people? Oh, that's the one thing I want to talk about yeah. really quickly. Because if you're getting a $150 haircut, is it a $30 tip? You're, I standard? just bought you a whole new pair of scissors, <laughs> right? I yeah. mean, but or, I think that's the standard. Or what about Botox? Oh, I don't tip my Botox, girl. Do you, Should you? Probably. Should you tip your Botox, lady? Yeah, that's a good question. Am um, I making a big faux pas by not? Are you making a mistake? I tip her when she does like a facial or things like that. But when I'm running in there for $5 or $5, five minute Botox, you know, it doesn't right. take that long. And it already is costing you $350. Right. But maybe I should. You guys tell and, me. And do you tip, I mean, what is your percentage? If you're tipping 20% on top of your Botox injections. That's already $300. Like, that is a lot. That would be $60 in a tip for her 10 minutes of work. Yeah. So now she is literally making more than I've made with my... <laughs> A hundred thousand dollars worth of, so, yeah. of student loans and, you know, yeah. twenty year career. Right. So I am mad right now. Yeah. So yes, I always get nervous. Botox. Um, what else did I say? Your hair lady. I usually yeah. tap my hair lady because I love her. Yeah. Um, nails. Right. All that. Dutch stuff. Bros. What's the what's McDonald's. the standard? Yeah. Let's hear it. Way in. Way we'll in. Way. Otherwise, we are bringing color to our lives, and we're not tipping anyone from this point forward. Yep. Unless you tell us otherwise. <laughs> Change my mind. <laughs> okay, well, Kay. thank you for listening. And have a good week. And, and goodbye. goodbye. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Truth Fairies Pod. And send us an email at truthfairiespod at gmail.com. Truth Fairies is hosted and produced by Brooke Flake and Jamie Garn. Original music by Greg Hale.